0: Hi, Saints of God. Welcome to another episode of Talking Bible Truth with Dr. Kamala D. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D., here to help you grow in faith and walk in God's amazing grace. I hope everyone enjoyed their Sunday today. I did. Uh, last week, I shared a message on After Salvation Now What? I have one correction to make and two things I forgot to share. One, I can share at the end of this podcast. But number one, when I was reading Mark chapter two, verses 23 and 27, regarding Jesus correcting some Pharisees on the Sabbath day, I was reading verse 25 and I said, Abathar was one of two priests in David's house. But what I meant to say was Abathar was one of two chief priests in David's court. Um, It does make a difference because being a chief priest is a little higher than just being a regular priest. So I wanted to get that straight. Also, when I was reading our lead scripture, John chapter three, verse one through three, regarding being born again, I forgot to share that after salvation, you should also follow Christ Jesus in water baptism, not for salvation, but it is symbolic. Uh, of the death of Christ, when you go down in the water, it templifies his burial. And when you come up, um, it also uh, templifies his resurrection. So I I just thought I'd share that. And you can go to Acts chapter 8 and verse 36 and read about water baptism. Um, Also Colossians 2 and 12 and Romans 6 verses 34 to 4. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, Acts 10 and verse 47. I will share the other information I forgot at the end of this message. So let's get into it. This week's episode is entitled, A New Commandment I Give You, Love One Another, How to Walk in Love. Go to our lead scripture, which is John chapter 13, verse 31. John chapter 13, verse 31. I am reading from the new King James version, unless I, I uh, indicate otherwise. Okay. I will start reading. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in Himself." And glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Wow. Jesus was on his way to Calvary when he told his disciples that he was going to give them a new commandment. A commandment is an order. It's an ordinance. It's a law. Jesus gave us the commandment of love, the law of love. Now, if Christ commanded us, ordered us to love one another, we need to make sure that we know what love is. We need to make sure that. Now, I want you to go to First Corinthians chapter 13. Instead of the New King James Version, I am going to be reading from the ESV, the English Standard Version. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and the first sentence in verse 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends hmm love never ends now my favorite quote is a quote from Thomas Merton. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Thomas Merton. Um, He was an American writer, a theologian, a poet, social activist, and a scholar of comparative religion. On May 26, 1949, he was ordained to the priesthood and given the name Father Lewis. He died on December 10, 1968 in Thailand. Mr. Merton left behind one of the most amazing quotes I have ever heard in my entire life as it relates to love. And it remains my favorite quote today. Mr. Merton gets this love thing. Oh yeah, he he figured that love thing out. He clearly understood what the Apostle Paul was saying when he defined what love is not and what love truly is. He understood why the Lord Jesus Christ said that he commanded us to love one another, so that the world would know that we are his disciples. Now I'm going to read this quote to you, and I hope it blesses you just like it blessed me. This is Mr. Thomas Merton speaking. Quote, Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not they are worthy. This is not our business. And in fact, it is nobody's business. What we are asked to do is to love. And this love itself will render both ourselves and our neighbors worthy. Wow. When I read that quote several years ago, I got it. I understood what love is. God blessed me through Mr. Merchant's quote. He did. He revealed to me what Jesus meant when he said that we should love one another, because God didn't stop to inquire if we were worthy, because if he had done that, we, none of us would be saved today, not one. Thank God for his unconditional love praise God every day for that. We cannot evaluate another human being to determine whether or not we are going to show them love. Jesus didn't tell us to do that. We don't judge somebody by what they wear to determine whether or not we're going to show love to them. We don't judge somebody by what country they're from. We don't judge nobody by their status We are to love them without inquiring whether or not they are worthy. Now, I want us to evaluate why love is so important. Why? Why did the Lord Jesus Christ give us such a commandment? Go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And starting at verse seven, first John chapter four, verse seven, I'm back reading from the New King James Version. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God. And he knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation or either an atonement or sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Wow. That is powerful. That that is that's that is so powerful. There is no hidden message here. We can't even we we can't ever justify not walking in love. We can't. Number 1 Christ commanded, he ordered us that we love one another. Also, Love casts out fear because fear involves torment, pain, suffering. Love removes fear. Love is powerful. Love is super powerful. If you love someone, you won't prejudge them. You will not evaluate to see whether or not they are worthy of your love. (laughs) wow, how arrogant can we be? How arrogant can we be to judge someone, to determine whether or not they deserve to be loved by us? Some take it a step further. Some say that people are not worthy of God's love. Now, how arrogant can can we really be? Now, how do we actually walk in love? How? how? We can. We got to learn how to walk in love. It's not going to come naturally. We have to learn how to walk in love. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And starting at verse, verses 22. Galatians 5 verses 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that is associated with love. Walking in the fruit of the Spirit is how we walk in love. There is nothing harmful about the fruit of the Spirit. Against such, there is no law. There is no law against the fruit of the spirit. Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 10, that you will never fall if you walk in love. Now, the word never is powerful. He said never fall. We are human, right? Humans fall sometimes, right? It's not by accident they fall. It's because they choose to. Because the word says if we walk in love, we will never fall. You can go to 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 10 and read that for yourself. You will never fall if you walk in love. Now, I know it may be difficult walking in love during this time since the world is so full of hate, but the world is doing what the world does. Uh, The world is not of God. The world hates God. You can read that in John chapter 15. Write those scriptures down so you can study it. The world hates God. That's why the Bible says in 1 John 2, 15 and 16, that if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, none of which is associated with the love of God. Anything that is not of love is not of God. The very essence of God is love. Don't let Satan deceive you here into thinking that we have a gray area. There is no gray area. You either walk in love or you walk in hate. If you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said that this is a law that I am giving you to follow, that we love one another. Jesus gave us an order, not a suggestion, attached with options. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. You can be angry and not hate or dislike someone, still show them kindness. You can be angry and dislike the behavior that was toward you, but not the individual. You can be angry and hate The behavior that someone displayed before you or toward you, but not that individual. I think you kind of getting a little understanding of how love works. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil a foothold. If you meditate on your anger and what someone did you, you know what's going to happen. You're going to remove yourself from grace And you're going to start walking in hate. Now, if you find it difficult to walk in love, I I, I need you to go to Philippians chapter four. If you're going to find it difficult to walk in love, go go to Philippians chapter four. Now, God left all of these scriptures back here to help us. We have more scriptures today than the people back in the biblical days. So uh, that's because we're under a new commandment. We have these scriptures to correct. Yes, we can admonish people and correct them with these scriptures. Now, are you in Philippians chapter four? Go to verse eight, verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, If there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Hmm. Wow. Set your mind on these things. Virtue is a moral excellence or a moral goodness. We have to condition our mind to focus on good things. Meditate on things that are of good report. That's how you walk in love. Allow good things to penetrate your heart. That's why God says, above all, guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you allowing in your heart? What are you listening to? What are you receiving in your heart? Who are you allowing to speak to your heart? Be careful what you allow to enter in and set up shop in your heart. Your heart is like the motor in a car. That's how you live. That's how you function. You have to choose to walk in love. God will not make or force you to walk in love. Trust me. God gave us free will. We are not puppets and we are not robots. God told us to walk in love. Now we must choose to do so. We have to choose to walk in love. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't listen to people that's telling you, well, if God wanted me to do that, He God would have made me do it. No, God is not going to make you do anything. We were made with free will. That's why there is a such thing as judgment day. You can't be judged if God is making you do it. We have a free will which God will not violate. He will not touch. He will allow whatever you allow. And remember, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you walk in love, you will receive it. If you walk in hate, you will receive hate. If you instill hate in your children, you will receive hate from your children. We have to understand what love is. You need to remember what Thomas Merton said. This is the very definition of love. Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not we are worthy. Wow. Or whether or not they are worthy. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful. I still remember that. I have some uh, favorite quotes from... John F.K. Every man can make a difference and every man should try. When it comes to love, we have to show love towards people. If it's something as simple as if we are walking through a door and someone is following behind us, we can hold that door for that individual. If someone is holding a door for us to go through, we can say thank you. If you are passing someone on the streets, in a store, at the mall, or wherever you are, will it hurt you to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whether they speak to you or not? See, we have to get rid of that mindset that, well, she mean to me, I'm going to be mean to her. I ain't speaking to her. Somebody told me she was talking about me. All of that little backbiting, We need to get rid of that. We still have to renew our mind with the word of God. You just heard the word of God. So you know what you have to do with that? You have to receive it in your heart. If Jesus said that I command you to love one another, because that's basically what he said. He said it for a reason, because the very essence of God is love. Before God sent Christ to die for our sins, he didn't wait till we stopped sinning. He didn't even wait till we confessed our sins. We don't even have to confess our sins for salvation. We have to confess Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We don't even have to confess our sins. Then we allow the word of God to change us. But we can't change to do better if we don't know. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to be an auto mechanic, you go to auto mechanic school. They give you an auto book. It tells you about cars and the parts that make up the car and what each part is for. If you want to be a medical doctor, you go to medical school. They give you a medical book that consists of the human anatomy and what every organ does and its function. If you want to learn about the things of God, You go to the Holy Bible. That's where you go. You don't listen to people who are influencing you and influencing you by planting negativity in your heart. And then all of a sudden you are walking in that negativity. And you know what? People see you. Jesus said, love one another so that the world may know that you are my disciples. If you're not walking in love, And we have people that are still hurting, that still need a savior. And then they hear about Jesus. And then they see these Christians who claim they belong to Jesus, who are living some of the most unholy lifestyles you'd ever want to see. You know what? They're going to turn away and say, I don't want Christ. Because you see, they don't know that Christianity is about Jesus, it is not about Christians. It's our job to share Christ with those, but we need to share it in love and we need to share it in love in our actions. Every now and then, you don't have to do what I'm doing. You can do something different to show your love and kindness and gentleness towards people. But every now and then, if I'm in a grocery store, uh, I pay for somebody's groceries, either the one in front of me or someone behind me. Every now and then at work, when I'm in a cafeteria, I'll pay for someone's lunch. And I don't do it for everybody. I do it when the spirit moves me to do it, because I don't know who may need that help that day. And I can tell you what I have got, the gratitude I have gotten or I have received. Oh, thank you so much. You know, you have no idea what you did for me. Wow. And all I can do is look up and say, thank you, God, because I didn't know. I didn't know that that particular person needed some assistance that day because they weren't saying anything. I paid for elderly couples. Uh, groceries one day because I saw them putting some stuff back. They were counting every little item and telling the cashier, wait, ring it up one at a time so I can see the total because I may not be able to pay for all this. And I would tell the cashier, ring all that up and just add it on the mind. I'm going to take care of it today. That's an act of love through kindness. Those are the type of things you do. If you have a neighbor that need a ride to work, because their car is acting up or they don't have enough gas money that day and have to wait till a payday, drive them to work. That's showing love through acts of kindness. Love is is an action, because God sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But He sent His Son to die on the cross. He sent them. That's an act. That's an act of love. And God has has shared his love in our hearts through the love of his son, Jesus. But you have to ask yourself, is Jesus really in my heart? Because Paul had to ask the Corinthian church. You know what? You guys are cutting up so bad. Y'all need to check yourselves out. You need to see if you are of the faith. What he was saying is, did you really accept Christ or did you just confess him with your mouth? Because confession and believing in your heart has to go together. You can't leave one of them out. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and don't confess him as Lord and Savior, you're still not saved. They go hand in hand, confession and believing and receiving in your heart. So are you leaving one or the other out? What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid to walk in love? I see this on a daily basis. People who claim to be Christians, some of them are my friends. They know I'm a minister. I can go there sometime, but let me tell you, the sun don't go down on my anger. I get angry at behavior, not the individual, because there's nothing I won't do for anyone if they are in need. And there's nobody I won't forgive if they do some harm to me, because I have forgiven already. I have forgiven a lot of people. Uh, you know, when you're going to first uh, face persecution, if you walk in love and if you are a Christian, especially if you are a minister of the gospel, people always coming after you, but you still walk in love. I have had the very same people who came after me actually apologize to me. Mm-hmm. See, if you don't influence the outcome and put everything in God's hand, he'll work it out. All things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose, but you got to love God. He'll work it out and you got to put it in his hands, but you need to learn to walk in love. My sisters and brothers, let me tell you, we are living in a time now. The end is not yet. I can tell you that a lot of things are still coming to pass, but we still have a lot of, uh, a lot of other things that need to come to pass, but I can tell you that God loves you unconditionally he loves all of us unconditionally, his children, those who were adopted into the family through his son, Jesus Christ. We have to walk in love. People have to see that we love unconditionally so that they can know we belong to Christ. Because when we misrepresent Christ, do you know what that does? That caused people to stumble and fall and go and join a religion. Religion doesn't save It doesn't. It makes you feel good. But religion makes man, the people who created that religion, feel good. But it doesn't save. Jesus is the savior. He didn't offer you religion. He offered you salvation and he offered you freedom. But all he said is, I just want you guys to walk in love. Just just walk in love and you just learn how to walk in love. Go back, write down those scriptures and meditate on those scriptures, meditate on good things. Excuse me. If your son or daughter just graduated, meditate on that. Something bad happened at the job, meditate on your family who loves you and can't wait to and can't wait till you come home. Now, I hope this message has been a blessing to you. If so, go to my homepage talking bible truth with Dr. Kamla D and contribute by donating an amount of your choice. Just click on the contribute button. Uh you will be helping us to stay on the air. Yeah, yeah, you will. Now, remember, my goal is to help you grow in faith and walk in grace. Also, if you have any questions about the episode, go to my homepage and send me a voice message. You will see an icon on there saying send voice message. It will come directly to me. Or you can send me an email at trustgod55.cd at gmail.com. You may also submit a prayer request. Yes, I accept prayer requests. And you can use the same contact information I just shared. Now, next week's episode uh, is going to be some tough love. It's going to be very difficult for some people to hear. Um, For those of you who don't want to hear it, that's fine. But it is entitled, Does Hell Exist? If so, how can I avoid it? So until next time, saints, remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D. walking in peace and love. See you next week.